thenewspress.com. I'm Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry. It's time to pay attention. Come on, people. Think about it. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. Mortgage industry is not rocket science. Your guide to the information you can use to choose the best answers to your real estate financing questions. If that loan agent tells you that, get up and run away. Now, here's your host on Staten Islay. Your guy in the mortgage industry, Guy Rivera. Well, good afternoon. This is Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry. And thanks for tuning in to Mortgage Matters. I took a week off last week. I had the lovely Ruth Ann Bovey of Village Properties. She was um, filling in for moi as I was out of town. And um, she did a great job. I listened to the show. She uh, bantered back and forth with Richard Dugan, the man behind the microphone. Um, I'm in front of the mic. He's behind the mic. He is our... He is our uh, engineer here and he's a great great guy richard thank you for being here and everything that you do for us us we the little people thank you my name is guy rivera and i'm with guarantee mortgage santa barbara very proud of that name so proud we kept it forever Victoria and i have opened up that little office uh on staten islay 20 years ago not too many people could say that not too many people can claim that they've been in the same location with the same company for 20 years. There's a few of us out there, but not too many. So let me get my um, disclosures done. My name is Guy Rivera. My NMLS is 57662. My BRE number is 01220403. Guarantee Mortgage is a division of American Pacific Mortgage. Talk about mortgage banking at its finest, American Pacific Mortgage. So they send us, they're pretty transparent with, with guys like us, just the little guys on State and Islay. Um, so they send out their numbers, what they have, uh, what we funded, and what we, um, what we did for the, what we did for the, uh, the previous month. And <laughs> I have to tell you, for a little mortgage bank, we funded $975 million last month. That um, was a personal record for me. But our, our company, American Pacific, last year funded a little under $9 billion. And we're real proud of that. This Today's show is going to be a really good show. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I got this really cool call the other day. It was from a commercial lender here, local commercial lender. We'd never met, and we'd never talked. We haven't even ran into each other in a social setting, because I'm not that social. But what was cool about it <laughs> is um, she called and said, hey, you're Guy Rivera. Yes, I am. She says, you know what? I don't know why we haven't met. I don't know why we haven't been doing business, but your name keeps coming up, and I need to get to know you. We need to do business together. I don't know why it's been so long, but let me take you to lunch. And I'm going, wow, this is pretty cool. So this young lady just walked into our studio here. She's going to be my guest. She is a commercial lender. And I'm only going to say the bank that she works with one time, but I'm going to wait until I bring her on because I'm not here to promote her bank yet. I'm just here to promote Guy Rivera. And we're here to talk about um, commercial lending. So she's going to walk us through some commercial lending, some underwriting aspects of it, how they size up a deal, what she does to size up a deal. Um, I know she wants to work with me. And uh, we're going to see how much she really knows when we get her on, on the air. Um, but... Before we get going, I start all of my shows, every one of my shows, by thanking Richard for being here and asking him if, have you checked the answer machine this week? Mm -hmm. Jeff Bridges, did he call for me? Come on, really? Nope. 
You know, I was flipping the channels the other day. <laughs> and I'll be a son of a gun. That guy, yeah, Tron 2. Tron 2, right? I thought Tron 1 was pretty darn cool when it came out. We were all wanted to be Tron, so we went out bought motorcycles, you know, the Tron, the, the, the Suzuki that looked like, or the Kawasaki that looked like it. And I wasn't real excited about Tron 2 the first time I saw it. But then I watched it again the other day. It's pretty cool. They bring him back. I mean, I don't think he's ever, yeah, he's looked that young, but it was a good movie. So, Jeff, if you're out there, you want to talk mortgages, I know you don't need one, but I'm your guy in the mortgage industry, Guy Rivera. Um, we can just, we know, we know all the same people, go to the same places, eat at the same restaurants, right, Richard? I mean, what the hell? I should be your guy in the mortgage industry. I'm everybody else's. Uh, a couple of interesting things. Um, there is a mortgage bank or a wholesale mortgage lender out there called CIT, CIT Mortgage. If you are lucky enough to have those guys as an investor, which I, we are, they're extremely aggressive as far as um, pricing goes. And we have them. I use them. I don't use them a whole bunch, but we love them because they are most aggressively priced. So if you're selling pricing i usually tell my clients look i can here it is for an eighth better i'll send you this investor here we're real transparent or if you want to sell service which i do i can close you in 21 days refinances 30 um here's your rate and it's usually somebody other than cit but that's interesting because they're buying mutual omaha bank um and I don't know why. I think they may be doing that to, to have a, a more of a, a national presence so that they can fund more of those high balance or jumbo loans. I just try to figure that one out. They are huge if they're buying that bank. Um, they're moving families, creating jobs. Uh, they're doing real good things in the industry. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out in their pricing. They're going to be aggressive as they are. I know that my friend uh, Leah, who pretty much runs RPM over there, uh, Leah Guyona, she was my, I worked with her for years. Um, she likes them. We talk. And yes, we, we all, all mortgage lenders, all the good ones, you know, the producers, um, we all chat, we all talk, we all respect each other. Then you have the other ones that are just doing onesies, twosies here that are not, you know, uh, really um, up on the industry. They're in it for a job. You know, I can't even say I'm in it for a job. I can't say that I'm in it for a career. I've always been in it to help people and to um, better situate uh, people's mortgages. I mean, that's, that's why I do it. But anyways, I was talking to her. She likes CIT. Their turn times are really awful, but the pricing is great. So across the board, um, the consensus is, is you know, that their pricing is great. Obviously, they're aggressive. Um, and then it comes down to margins and all that other good stuff. But let's get into our, our market chat here. Then we're going to go on a quick commercial break. We're going to come back. I'm going to talk a little bit more about the market. Then I'm going to bring in this nice young lady, Elizabeth Westwick. I'm not going to say her company name for, you know, till we get her on the, but we're only going to say it one time because we're not here to promote her bank. This is the Guy Rivera show. Your guy in the mortgage industry, Guy Rivera. Mortgage bonds began the week flat and slightly higher while Treasury prices surged as the disconnect continues. You know what? If you receive my daily, you, you are getting this stuff and you're understanding it because, one, you're smart enough to have me do your financing, and, two, you're smart enough to read my dailies. They're not... They're not, you know, they're not more than maybe a half dozen lines, and um, and it tells you a little bit about the pulse of the market and what's going on out there. Uh, the yield on the ten-year note has declined to 1.68. I locked in like eight million dollars in the past seven days. 
just because this tenure is going down, but we haven't seen the massive drops. And I had to lock them in because most of them were purchases, but we have not seen the massive drops that the market is expecting. My peers are expecting. Friday's close of the tenure was at 1.73 and has seen some volatility swings since August. Bonds hit a fresh 2019 highs earlier last week, but have since traded sideways to lower. Um, there was no economic reports yesterday. Today, it, there was some. The markets will continue to flow with the trade and currency issues this week. And if you have been reading my daily, you know that, you know, if Trump sneezes China or if he sneezes and say China, you know, something's going on in the market. Or if Kudlow says something's going on in the market. You know, we have had a seesaw market for quite some time. We're factoring another quarter pound, a quarter pound, a quarter point cut in rates for next month. We'll see how that goes. Richard's giving me the finger. We're going to take a quick commercial break. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. You are correct, sir. Santa Barbara residents interested in a four-year degree have more than one choice. CSU Channel Islands is a four-year accredited university offering more than 30 academic programs that are interdisciplinary, multicultural, and centered on you, the student. Your professors are accessible mentors who go above and beyond to help you pursue an undergraduate or graduate degree or certificate to advance your career. Programs and workshops in classroom, online, with campuses in Thousand Oaks and Goleta. Call CSU Channel Islands at 805-437-8520 or online at csuci.edu. During this time of record market highs and gradual economic recovery, it is essential to have a financial advisor you can trust. For 10 consecutive years, the Santa Barbara News Press Reader's Choice Poll has awarded Trembley Financial Services recognition for the financial guidance they provide their clients. Trembley Financial Services continues to design financial plans that are tailored to fit you. Trembley Financial Advisors continually educate their clients with new options in financial planning. For more information or an appointment, please call 569-1982 or log on to TremblyFinancial.com. Trembley Financial is located on the corner of State and Lacumbra. Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Trembley Financial Services and Centaurus Financial Incorporated are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against a loss in periods of declining values. Hi, I'm Annette Jorgensen from American Riviera Bank. As a preferred SBA lender, small business lending is alive and well at American Riviera Bank. With local decisions, fast responses, and an understanding of the local, commercial, and residential real estate markets, we offer you free consulting services as you work to grow your small business. If you need a loan, bank on us. Call me and schedule your free business consultation today, 805-979-3846. Okay, we are back, and um, Liz Westwick just walked in. Uh, I'm going to do up a couple of things, then we're going to bring her right on in. Say hello, Liz. You talk right into that microphone there. Good afternoon. I'm glad that you made it and, and didn't chicken out, because that's pretty cool, actually. So this this section of my show, I'm just going to throw out a couple of rates, and then we're just going to get right in with Liz. I've got another, a bunch of other stuff I can talk about, but I think I just want to throw her on the spot here and see what oh, she's no. all about. She's the one I was talking about. She called and said, hey, I think we ought to know each other, help each other out with business. And, okay, we'll see. Um, let's just throw out some rates here. Uh, residential, and, again, I'm a residential lender. I do some commercial lending. Um, Liz is a straight commercial lender, and uh, the reason why she's coming in is just to talk about um, – Underwriting guidelines, what she looks at, how she sums up a deal, what she, you know, what she sees as far as the commercial financing going forward. We'll share a couple of horror stories, and then uh, we'll take it from there. But if you're looking to get a 30-year fix conforming up to 484, 
Those rates are at about three and three quarters. High balance are at three and seven eighths. Uh, jumbo loans. This is what's really cool. We have jumbo loans up to three million dollars, thirty-year fixed, uh, three and seven eighths to four percent. That's mind-boggling money, isn't it? It's mind-boggling. It's good. It's not stuff. like that on the commercial side, but yeah. we're pretty good. Five-year fixed jumbo to three million dollars, three and a half percent. I can get a three million dollar loan for three and a half percent. Why would anybody not want to borrow money, right? Same thing on a seven-year fix, 10-year fix, three and three quarters. I'm doing million-dollar loans at three and three quarters on a 10-year fix. Just a quick just a quick understanding of those programs. They're uh, adjustable rate mortgages, arm programs. They're intermediate arms, which means they're fixed for a certain period of time. I don't do five years too much. It's too quick. You know, seven and tens are really good mortgages to have. It gives you, you know, you, you work the mortgage, you work that time frame into your plans for the property. I just talked to one guy who wants to pay his house off in seven to ten years, and he was looking at a 30-year fix. I'm going, why? Let's look at And he's got the, he's got the ability to pay it off now, but he just he doesn't want to pay any more principal. He closed his loan five years ago, million dollars. He's paid the principal down to, I don't know, 800 and 890 I think he told me 800 whatever it was he's four percent he says I don't want to pay any more principal because it doesn't work I, I I want to I'm going to pay off my loan in seven to ten years so I want an interest only loan I said okay well your rate's not going to change as much from where it is now he said I don't care um, by the way he's got 12 million dollars in the bank and he owes a million dollars. That sounds eight, like eight. a client yeah. I want to meet. So he's a great guy. All he does is sit behind his computer and trade all day. Very smart. Very bright guy. Um, so he calls me out of the blue. We closed four years ago. I want this, this, and this. I said, done. And uh, interest only is 4%. He's at 4 and an eighth. I said, he's, oh, I don't care. That's perfect. If it goes down lower, guy, 3 and 7 eighths, I'll take that. But this is, he's a quality client and it's not brain science this is not rocket science it works into his financial plans it works into his game plan um four years ago he just wanted a 30-year fix that was it done but he's had a change of heart he says i'm going to pay it off but i still need to carry my interest deduction so i'm going to pay it off in seven eight nine or ten years guy what do you think and I just, I want to carry my, but I'm not interested in paying down the principal, interest-only loan. So um, that's going to work out real good for him. Now, let's pull on to the table, Elizabeth Westwick. And this is Westwick. This is the, f- the only time I'm going to say that you work for Community West Bank. I love those guys over there. But again, this is not promoting Community West Bank. So that's twice. You got two plugs. That's all you got. Well, Community West Bank has been around for 30 years. That's true. Third and last plug. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there are rules here. (laughs) Yeah. Nice to be here today with you, Guy. Well, thank you for coming. So, like I was saying earlier, you are a commercial loan officer. You're a commercial lender. And that in itself is... is, um, you know, that's, that's more of a technical world. I mean, that's a different world than what we live in. So tell us a little bit about how you sum up, uh, how do you sum up a deal? I mean, if somebody were to walk into your office and say, I want to refinance my 24-unit apartment building, um, I know how it's done, but let's let you, as the commercial lender, walk somebody through how that gets done. Well, most of our clients here in the Santa Barbara market are very sophisticated investors in the multifamily world. So what we typically do is we will uh, let them know that we're interested by either with a written expression of interest letter. But we we can determine right away when we're talking to them whether or not the property is going to cash flow. And What about talk talk like me? I'm... I'm a dumbass. Talk to me like no, I'm a dumbass, like you know, like I'm Mr. Nobody. All with right. say I inherited thirty apartments. 
right? We would quickly ask you for a rent roll and an operating there statement. There you go. Now we're talking. That would be the two primary things we'd ask you for. And if it's held in a trust or a separate business entity, we definitely would ask you for the business tax returns and your personal tax returns and a personal financial statement. This way we can determine the cash flow of the property and determine the overall global um, debt service of the client. So what if somebody walks in and they haven't, I mean, and I know a lot of guys, I know some people that just haven't, you know, they've, they've gotten these properties, it's been a year or two, they haven't established even rent rolls or an income operating expense sheet. Now that's a pain a in the butt, right? Yes, we do. We have a few of those and we work very diligently in helping them collect that information and helping them document the information so it's acceptable to the to the bank. And you guys underwrite and fund right here, right? We make local decisions in Goleta, and we have a very quick close of escrow. Uh, if a customer says they have a forty-five financing, uh, forty-five day financing contingency, um, we're we've never missed an escrow. So we really take pride in meeting those deadlines and setting the expectations up front with the borrower at the time. So this is good stuff, um, but I really want to get into more of a underwriting and how the property cash flows. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, I want you to explain uh, the 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 cash flow, the NOI, the ROI, and how how you guys come up with it, and and what a person should be doing to positioning themselves. And then let's talk about cap rate. Do you know what cap rate is? I do. Okay, so I want you to explain what cap rate is when, if somebody goes to either purchase a property or dispose of a property, what they can be buying as far as cap rate or what they can be disposing of as far as cap rate. You know, I want you to explain cap rate because everybody throws that around and nobody knows what it is. Oh, the cap rate's four. The cap rate's five. Oh, the cap rate is crap here in Santa Barbara. I, you know. I want to know exactly, I want you to tell our bar, our listeners exactly what cap rate is and how they come up with it. You're Sounds listening good. to Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. Hello, Santa Barbara. This is Andy Caldwell inviting you to join me right here on AM 1290 every weekday from 3 to 5 p.m. I'll be talking to leading scholars and local leaders about the local, state, and national affairs that matter to our community, the only local talk show that covers the entire Central Coast. It's the Andy Caldwell Show every weekday from 3 to 5 p.m. right here at AM 1290, the News Press Radio Station. Mesa Produce is there for you when the street market isn't. The owner picks from local growers to supply the finest in all varieties of fruits and vegetables, selecting the best from each and bringing them fresh to you. Be sure to grab one of their many homemade delicious jams. Mesa Produce is located on Cliff Drive on the Mesa. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Sunday, noon to 6. Mesa Produce, bringing the farm to your table. Hello, everyone. I'm back. It's Ellen Manning. After eight and a half years of retirement, let's erase market worries while trying to secure and protect our financial assets. Wow. Owning a fixed annuity has guaranteed me financial growth while providing extra income. I owe my successful retirement story to Erica Salda. To make this your story, call Erica Salda at 805-679-3776 for a free consultation. Welcome to Garden gossip a breath of fresh airwaves hi i'm chris cullen i'm lisa cullen and i'm leanna finley we come to you live every friday morning at 11 and fridays at 9 p.m saturday mornings at 11 and we're streaming live at newspress.com we'll have garden news we'll have the garden tip of the week it's It's time time for name that plant oh (laughs) you're listening to garden gossip at am 1290 the santa barbara news press radio station well until next week be sure and fill your garden with joy Okay, we are back. You're listening to Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry, and I'm chatting with the lovely Elizabeth Westwick. And um, you had to look I at asked my name her, tag. yeah, I did. No, I know what your <laughs> name is. I asked her what 
the cap rate was, and she said, I can tell you what QVC means. <laughs> Home Shopping Network. No, I, <laughs> I, I will confess, I had to refresh my memory and I had to explain it. I was going to say, typical loan agent, Home Shopping Network. <laughs> well, in business terms, we look at the cap rate as often calculated as the ratio between net operating income, the NOI. But you were asking me a little bit more on how to explain the process of commercial lending? Yes, I was. And that's a great process to explain. So I come in with the tax returns and whatnot, but you hardly use the tax returns nowadays because, I'm, well, let me take that back. I'm just assuming that you guys hard because if the Income operating expenses support a certain loan amount. You'll go that route and don't even need tax returns. Or do you need the tax returns? Because uh, some some wholesale lenders don't require them if the if the two years of um, income operating expenses and support the loan amount. They won't ask for the tax returns. What is your story? We do ask for three years of the tax returns. And that's just to verify that the income stream is consistent to what they report on the operating statement or the rent roll. Uh, so when we're collecting a package for a new borrower, um, we're really looking at the strength of the deal. Can it stand alone at a 1.25 debt service coverage? And then we also are looking at the global debt service coverage. So we really have to require the tax returns in order to be able to show consistency in the revenue stream. In the event of vacancies or any, if it's a retail space, we really have to consider what guidelines uh, are in place for safe rails that we put in place for loans. So as far as the global debt servicing, there's a lot of people out there that don't really get it. Okay. I get it. Um, but as a local bank, and, you know, and as I told you before, um, you know, I do a lot with American Riviera Bank. Um, those guys, they do good stuff here, and I know you guys do good stuff. Um, global debt servicing, how, how strict, I mean, if, if there's a relationship, say, for instance, you got a guy who has a good going long-term business in Santa Barbara, Global debt servicing is a little bit outside your guidelines, but he's still depositing a ton of money with you, and you've got an established relationship. Do you have concrete, set global debt servicing guidelines that you have to go by, or is that something that you can work with as a local business bank? Like all relationships, they're viewed on a case-by-case. -case. Yes, there are guidelines and policies and procedures that require each property to stand alone at a 1.25 debt service coverage, and the global should be somewhere between 130, 135. But you mentioned a relationship. Community West Bank is all about relationship banking. Um, we've spent 30 years in the community serving our communities in which we all live in. And so we really do primarily focus on helping others achieve their financial goals. And if that means that there's an exception to the rule, we, that's why we like to have all the tax returns so we can determine whether or not this is a safe uh, guardrail to put into place by removing that. Tell us how you underwrite a commercial loan. So somebody comes in, they give you the rent rolls, they give you the income operating expenses. Uh, I'm sure you got guidelines that uh, I'm sure you have um, systems in place. Say, well, here's the actual rents and here's the projected rents. Or I know that you talked about a program to where if you got if you do an acquisition. You'll do an 18-month interest only to get them to bring the property up to par, and you'll understand that those rents are low, too low. But if they hit market rents, verifiable market rents through a market through through a market rental survey, you'll go off of that. Or how does that work? Well, we we do offer a special financing programs for investors with proven track records. For example, if they're going to be buying a property. Uh, that is uh, maybe an off-market deal, and maybe the individual may have never raised rents. Um, we allow them to go anywhere from 18 to 24 months in an interest-only period to reposition the property, allowing the new owner to bring up the rents to fair market. Um, in some cases, 
It may need to be repositioned again at the time of, of the term after the 18 months or 24 months. We may ask them to either inject some more cash, but typically we work with each individual and we can we can be okay with it. Um, but again, it's a lot of, um, there's a lot of information that goes into that decision process. Um, you know, most of our uh, investors are have proven track records, and so we're very flexible with them. So do you base your decision on the 1.25 probability later on down the line? Because obviously if they go into something at 25% down right now, the DCR is not going to be 1.25. How does that work? Well, again, it goes back to someone with a really strong, uh, proven track record of taking these properties and repositioning them. So we're not going to give it to a new – we may not offer that same deal to a brand new borrower who may not have the cash flow to repay back that loan in the event of any more vacancies. Um, so it's on a case-by-case -case basis. Um, but we've been pretty aggressive in the marketplace for the last, I'd say, six years. Um, and Community West Bank definitely has the flexibility that all all banks have in town. But I think that what separates us from some of our competition is that we're able to tell the borrower who walks in that we have a deal pretty much in the next, you know, if they come in with a full package, it won't take us very long to turn that around. God forbid you should play favorites. <laughs> well, we're, <laughs> you're my favorite now. <laughs> okay, so that's an interesting concept. That's something that um, I have not seen, and that's very interesting. Um, how long has that program been in place with your bank? Um, we've had it since I came to work there three and a half years ago. Um, and again, most of our clients who take advantage of this repositioning program, they're seasoned investors that have the proven track record I've mentioned. Um, but if you get a brand new investor and they have the net worth to support it and there's some some liquidity, sure. uh, you know, we're obviously going to offer that same program as well. So what do you see in the commercial real estate market right now? Because you're deep into it. You got some stats for me, like sales and stuff? If you did that, that's really cool. <laughs> no, I don't have stats per se. But I, I think it's, it's worth mentioning that um, there is a disagreement on whether or not we believe that there's a recession that may occur. Um, for the moment, I think businesses and the stock market continue to roll. Employment numbers are good, and the IPO window is still open. So I think it's important that we acknowledge what's going on globally because I think it just trickles down all the way to us here on Santa, in Santa Barbara and predominantly on State Street because that seems to be the conversation that everyone's having is what's going to happen to State Street. That's a great topic that you just brought up. I was actually sitting in a meeting today with a couple of powerhouse guys who were talking about taking over a, a building on State Street and why they wanted a, a nobody like me to be in on the conversation. I have no clue, but the way these guys were talking was um, one guy was heavily into State Street. The other guy was, nope, nope, not interested in State Street. And that to me, and these are two powerhouse big boys, that to me was very interesting. They're both operators. They both have a ton of money. You know, they both have their reasons. Um, and just listening to these two guys going back and forth on <clears throat> why one loves State Street and why the other one uh, doesn't and loves something else, it's, it was very interesting. But give me your take on State Street. Um, Personally, I think that, you know, most of the buildings on State Street are over leveraged because you can get that high dollar amount rent. So you think, but I don't think it's like it used to be where people were just saying, you know what, we're going to we're going to go for it and we're going to take on that twelve or fifteen thousand dollar a month rent, uh, you know, and eleven, even eleven or ten thousand dollars a month because. That's a lot of cash. That's a lot of money to pay for rent. It is. I, I don't care 
There's no you, question. You know, the only one that would pay $50,000 a month on a 2,000-square-foot place is 7-Eleven right across the street from Disneyland. <laughs> and that's a true story because there's a friend of mine, Herb Domenio, that owns that place. And that's the highest-producing 7-Eleven in the country. Oh, no so, doubt. Yeah. Right across from Disneyland, 7-Eleven, he's owned it for a year. So that's the only reason why you'd want to pay that big fat rent, right? Um, Richard's giving us finger again. This is a very interesting conversation I'm having with the lovely Elizabeth. We're going to take another quick commercial break. Quick, quick reminder, this show is rebroadcast Tuesdays, 10 p.m., Sundays at noon. So... You go home tonight, Elizabeth. You tell your husband we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cuddle up to that AM radio, honey, and listen to listen to my show. Uh, you're listening to Guy Rivera. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Annette Jorgensen from American Riviera Bank. As a preferred SBA lender, small business lending is alive and well at American Riviera Bank. With local decisions, fast responses, and an understanding of the local, commercial, and residential real estate markets, we offer you free consulting services as you work to grow your small business. If you need a loan, bank on us. Call me and schedule your free business consultation today, 805-979-3846. If you believe... Food is more than just fuel for the body, and a meal without wine is like a day without sunshine. Listen to Cork and Fork Radio with John Hennigan. No wine speak or restaurant reviews, just a tasty conversation. Cork and Fork, Fridays at noon and 10 p.m. and Sundays at 5 p.m. on AM 1290, the Santa Barbara News Press radio station. Brought to you by Mesa Produce, Il Fustino, and Palace Cafe. This is the place that talks about Santa Barbara. Baron Ron Heron in the AM 1290 News Center. Ben Hayes in the AM 1290 News Center. Don Kadich. Johnny Risden. I'm Joe Danley. Tom Totten. Chuck McPartland. Jerry Wilson. Ernestine Ignacio DeSoto. I'm Gerald Jackman. I'm Ed Geron. I'm Maria Long. I'm Mark Schneidman. Hello, I'm Diane Duva. My name's Andy Caldwell. I am Erica Solid. And I'm Scott Johnson. And I'm Ross Cope. I'm Mike Williams. I'm Ted Adams. I'm Guy Rivera. I'm Michael Self. I'm Steve Forcell. I'm Jim Williams. I'm Mark McIntyre. I'm Steve. Cushman. I'm Eloy Ortega. I'm Rob Eganoff. I'm Earl Armstrong. I'm Neil Chrysell. I'm Martha Von Wiesenberger. I'm Martha Bull. I am your host, Jeremiah. I'm Jim Trotter. I'm Peter Olmos. I'm Elizabeth Stewart. Hi, I'm Chris Cullen. And I'm Lisa Cullen. And I'm Leanna Finley. I'm John Hennigan. I'm Ronaldo Brutico. I'm Mark Giles. John Martinet. I'm Richard Dugan. KZSB, AM 1290, the Santa Barbara News Press Radio Station. Okay, we are back, and you're listening to your guy in the mortgage industry, Guy Rivera, and we are speaking with a commercial loan agent, Elizabeth Westwick. This is a lot of fun. She didn't have, she had no clue what she was getting into when she came on this show. Is it obvious? Yeah. <laughs> are you having fun so far? I Good am. Good time? Okay, yeah. great, great. I haven't even known you 24 hours, and look, <laughs> we're sharing microphones. Thank you yeah, for picking up the phone and calling <laughs> some stranger. Um... So let's talk about State Street a little bit more because that's an interesting uh, subject, State Street. Um, You know, we see all those vacancies because, in my opinion, those properties are so leveraged that, and you want to get a return on your your investment, um, but you don't want to take a bath on it. So you don't want to lock somebody into a long-term lease for half the price of your mortgage payment, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's my own humble. That's just an opinion. Doesn't mean I have not done any private money loans on a lot of those buildings, which I have. And um, not me personally, but I have, you know, a source that loans some of those um, owners private money at, you know, 8 9% interest only because they they can get it the 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 value is there on the property obviously but um 
most of those guys that own State Street are pretty big players, and uh, they don't they don't really want to take a take a loss. That's my humble opinion. That's my observation. What do you see? Well, I I think for example, I think a good example is the Amazon building, um, formerly the Sachs off Sachs. I think um, by having a company like Amazon come to Santa Barbara, it's going to have a very long-term effect on the community. And we were talking uh, before the commercial break or between the commercial break that um, State Street is a very important part of of our community, and it needs to be revitalized. Um, And by bringing Amazon, uh, some people are kind of against you know, the big Amazon coming to town, but it does trickle down all the way down to other uh, restaurants, breweries, wineries. I get that, but there's no AOCs here against Amazon coming in. I haven't had anybody. Have you really gotten that? Well, I think they're paid very attractive salaries, and they're going to be able to call you up, yeah. guy, and get nice. I think Santa Barbara is really embracing that yeah. Amazon it's thing. It's going to increase really your do. business, and I think it's going to help the economy overall. And I I believe that we have to be innovative. I believe that we have to find creative ways that are going to help the businesses that are currently on State Street. And then also the commercial brokers in town, are, I know, are working very closely with some of the vacant uh, uh, investors of the vacant buildings trying to attract some really big people and players to come to Santa Barbara. So I know that as well. So I, I, I think it's going to take some time, but I think banks are willing to roll the dice and help the investors purchase State Street buildings. And um, I think a lot of people are behind the State Street. Well, let's just, let's, let's, let's be clear here. The banks are behind it and to purchase some State Street buildings if you're the type of pockets that Amazon has. I mean, you're, you're, you know, we've got other ones. I mean, there's a $16 million State Street building that just went up with uh, Francois Dijon. You saw that listing that came up. Let's see. Has he gotten any advice yet? I'm not sure. Okay. So, but let's see how long a $16 million like that and what type of pockets come to that type of purchase. And the same thing on Carrillo and State. You're not going to get mom and pop like we used to, Sanchez's, buying those State Street buildings here when they were all, you know, it's just not going to happen. So you're looking for, I think what people, some people are against is that whole corporate thing like Verizon and Sprint and those things popping up, which I have no problem with personally. I think that um, it's good for the community. I think it's good for the owners of those buildings, and I think it's great, actually convenient for anybody that needs a an Apple thing on that, you know, because there's one on State Street, right, sure. Apple Store. I think that's great. Some people have a problem with it. I personally do not. I really love to see the the little guys like the broad houses and the uh, you know the the little Italian restaurants and I like to see those guys maintain a presence. I, like I think they're going to continue to thrive. I mean, obviously, we've had some uh, setbacks with the Thomas fires and the Montecito debris flow, and I think that it's starting to come back. I see more people out, um, but again, we we need we need to continue to develop that area so people want to come out with their families. Um, I think that's the only thing that's going to continue to bring people out. Jobs, they're going to create jobs. And I think um, as long as our economy continues to thrive and unemployment stays down and interest rates continue to stabilize, um, I I believe that's just going to have a long trickle-down effect. Only 30% of all bankers think that there's going to be a recession. So I don't. I don't <laughs> think there's going to be a recession. So, you know, I think I'm with, I'm willing to keep my stocks in the market at yeah. least till the end of the year. Sure, absolutely. You ever thought about running for office? No. Yes, you have. No. You thought about running. I no. can see it just the way you're talking. <laughs> Job stability, we need revitalization, this, that, and the other. I'll run your campaign can, for no, you, though, guy. Me. I told I, you no. you should run for mayor. Not too many dark <laughs> dark skeletons in the closet. Not no. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this is all real good stuff. And you're saying that your bank is behind some of those guys? Keep those Absolutely. little guys? Absolutely. Okay. So, you can't be in business for 30 years in the market and not be able to take risk. Okay. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
What do you think? Now, you still didn't get... Uh, what do you think about what's going on in the bigger global geopolitical markets? Let's say when uh, Trump sneezes and China and Kudlow and those guys are start talking about China and it has a major effect on us. What do you think about that, and why isn't why aren't your rates, commercial rates, reflected more more so like our residential rates? So you see, residential rates have actually dropped like a rock, right? Well, not like a rock, but they've come down really good. Um, your guys's have come down, but they really haven't really wrenched down. And why is that? And I get it, but I just want an explanation from you for our listeners, because you're a local bank, you service our community, you're in it to make money, obviously, you have certain things that you have to adhere to, but why are the local community banks rates still not as aggressive as everybody thinks? Well, we're talking about two different products. Single family mortgages are the foreclosure rate is a lot less than an investor real estate property. So we price for risk. And so in that particular case, I I think, uh, I think it's a very different, it's apples, it's not apples to apples. We're definitely talking about two different products. Um, You're the man for single family residents, and we like to think that and two to four units. <laughs> two to Just four don't units. Forget that single family, two to we four. We do four units. or more. <laughs> you do five or more. <laughs> well, I, and that's that's my opinion of why the the rates are very different. But we're you know you have done this for. 25, 30 years. Something like that. So I think you just summed it up when you say you price for risk, and that's pretty. And that's pretty. You know that's. Oh. Uh, that sums it up. You price for risk, and and I get it, and a lot of people do. And you guys do stuff that, um, you know, that, hey, let's face it, you go to those Wall Street banks, you are in a certain box that you cannot deviate out of. Right? Am I right? Am I hitting it on the head on that? In some cases, yeah. In some cases, um, I think what separates... Me from my competition, as I mentioned, besides the ability to be a little bit more flexible than a national bank, because um, I've worked at a national bank before, they're, they're very cookie cutter. And they they would never be able to do a repositioning on a multifamily property. Um, and that's why I enjoy working at Community West Bank, because we can think outside the box. We're able to execute and design things that are really creative for the borrower. This That was a great answer. Richard, tell me we're going to take a quick commercial break. This is our last uh, break, Richard. Okay, you're listening to Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry. We're chatting with Elizabeth Westwick. We'll be right back. With some health providers, you get the impression that the final goal is profit. But Sansom Clinic is a nonprofit. Their final goal is health. Sansom Clinic was started by doctors and is still directed by doctors dedicated to offering the very best in healthcare and healing for our patients. A nonprofit organization where all earnings go back into continually improving healthcare for our community. Your health. Your doctors. Your healthcare system. Sansom Clinic. Good for you. During this time of record market highs and gradual economic recovery, it is essential to have a financial advisor you can trust. For 10 consecutive years, the Santa Barbara News Press Reader's Choice Poll has awarded Trembly Financial Services recognition for the financial guidance they provide their clients. Trembly Financial Services continues to design financial plans that are tailored to fit you. Trembly Financial Advisors continually educate their clients with new options in financial planning. For more information or an appointment, please call 569-1982 or log on to TremblyFinancial.com. Trembley Financial is located on the corner of State and Lacumbra. Securities and advisory services offered through Centaurus Financial Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Trembley Financial Services and Centaurus Financial Incorporated are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against a loss in periods of declining values. 
Hello, Central Coast. We've got some good news for you. Tune in live during Drive Times Fridays from 5 to 6 p.m. for Solutions News, where we discuss what's going on that's positive in the world. 2019 is going to be a dark year. You'll hear about it everywhere else but here. We pledge to never bring up any problem unless we also share the solution, too. We know there are more solutions than problems, so we look at everything with a solutions mindset. Join us Fridays from 5 to 6 p.m. and hear what's working. Okay, so this has been a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. Richard's putting me on a time frame here. Uh, it's all your fault. But in closing, hey, Elizabeth, did you have a good time? Did you have fun here on the Mr. Nobody show? <laughs> Guy, I had a great time. Thank you so much for including me and letting me talk about the 30 years Community West Bank's been in business. Okay. I told you not to plug your bank. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so wrong on many levels. <laughs> I, I can see we're going to get along just fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I enjoyed talking with you, and um, and you have some pretty good insight. You never did explain cap rates or anything like that, so we'll save that to the next for a next show if I decide to invite you back. <laughs> Just because. Oh no, I'm nervous <laughs> about and, the other invitation. Um, and in closing, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We've been doing this show for a while, and and just a quick, I got one minute to explain how I got in this show. There was another guy doing a show. Um, I forget his name, but he was. Everybody kept telling him that he should have me on his show, and I said, eh, nah. Uh, he kept saying no, no, and then finally, out of the blue, he called and said, "Okay, it's about time that you come on my show, guy, uh, but you're gonna have to pay me." Well, that didn't go over well, right? That went over like, "Wow, man, oh geez, I'm gonna sponsor your show." I don't think so. So, being the typical Puerto Rican I am, I'm going, "Well, you know what? I'll show that guy." I figured I'd just do a radio show for six months, right? <laughs> Well, here it is five years later. My ratings are better than his, and here we are. That's, That's impressive. I know. And I have fun doing it. So um, It is a lot of fun. Yeah. And, it, and the time goes by quickly, and, uh, and I get to meet great people, like, you know, work with great people like Richard Dugan, Les Carroll. He's a good guy. They have me on other shows during the week. Sometimes they'll ask me to come in. Um, and uh, it's just a great time. And one of my all-time favorites when I was a kid was the Baron Ron Heron. You, have you ever heard of him, Ron Heron? No. Well, because he's, you know, old and he used to be, he was the first. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he was the first DJ <laughs> in Santa Barbara and he used to work at this radio station called Kissed. And he's and he's a DJ here. Well, he has a show here in the morning for the morning news. Um, Tune in to him at uh, okay. 1290 a.m. in the mornings and listen to him. He's got a beautiful radio voice, probably one of the best radio voices ever. So with that being said, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, thank you for coming on, Elizabeth. I'm going to sign off. You've been listening to Guy Rivera speak with Elizabeth Westwick. Uh, she's with some local bank <laughs> here in Santa Barbara. Um, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Until next week, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. That was a tasteful and moving program, Mr. Rivera.